Women in Sport, 50 Fearless Athletes Who Played to Win, written by Rachel Ignatowski. Bonnie Blair, Speed Skater Bonnie Kathleen Blair has been ice skating since before she can remember. She was born in 1964 in New York, USA, into a family of avid skaters. Her parents took her out on the ice before she was two, and by four, Bonnie was already speed skating. They moved to Illinois, where Bonnie won her first state competition, age seven. At 5 foot 5 and 95 kilograms, Bonnie was considered very small for a speed skater. She would have to rely on self-determination and technique to win. In 1984, she qualified for her first Olympics, but lacked the money for training or travel. Since Bonnie was known in her hometown for her amazing positive attitude and kindness, the local police department raised $7,000 for Bonnie to compete. Bonnie went on to skate in three more Olympic Games and her friends and family always showed up to cheer her on. Bonnie won no medals in 1984, so she stepped up her efforts, weight training, to gain strength. At the 1988 Calgary Olympics, Bonnie won her first gold medal and set a new speed record for the 500 metres, 39.1 seconds. She also won bronze in the 1,000 metres. At the 1992 Winter Olympics, with friends and family in the crowd waving flags, she won golds in the 500 metres and the 1,000 metres. She did it again at the 1994 Winter Olympics, where she not only won gold in those same two events, but also won the 1,000 metres by the largest margin ever. Her fans went wild, and she became the most decorated American in the history of the Winter Olympics. She made history again in 1994 by breaking the 39-second barrier in speed skating, setting a new record for the 500 metres at 38.99 seconds. The next year, she bested her own score at 38.69 seconds, another world record. Throughout her career, Bonnie relied on her own positive attitude and support from her community. She retired at age 31, a skating legend. She now runs the Bonnie Blair Charitable Fund and travels the United States, coaching and speaking. Violet Palmer, 
referee. Violet Renice Palmer was born in 1964 and grew up in Los Angeles, USA. Her skill at high school basketball earned her a full scholarship to California State Polytechnic University Pomona, where her team won two championships. In the summer, she did scorekeeping and substitute refereeing for the men's games, her first taste of officiating basketball. Soon, she was officiating University Women's Division I games, where she worked the all-important televised games. In 1995, the National Basketball Association, NBA, offered her a spot in their referee training programme. She knew that moving to the NBA as a female ref meant she would have to prove her worth all over again. Many worried that the game was too rough, and a language too foul for a woman ref to handle. NBA games were fast-paced and intense. There were fights. A ref needs to be right in the action, often taking a stray punch or an elbow to the face, all while being observant and on point about the rules. Violet had a challenge, to convince the NBA's players and fans not to judge her based on her gender. She started refereeing pre-season NBA games and exhibitions. After two years, she was promoted and in 1997 became the first woman to officiate a regular season NBA game. As she recalls, I didn't just kick the door, I knocked it down. With the world watching, many coaches, players, reporters and other refs were waiting for Violet to fall. Commentators told her to go back to refing the women's games or go back to the kitchen. Violet ignored them and was a strong voice on the court, keeping up with the players and breaking up fights immediately. With guts, she showed the world that she belonged. In 2006, Violet was the first woman to officiate an NBA playoff game, a job reserved for the best of the best. She went on to ref the 2009 NBA Finals and the 2014 NBA All-Star Game. She retired as one of the most respected voices on the court. Annie Gray Thompson, wheelchair racer. Caris Davina Tanny Gray Thompson was born in Cardiff, UK in 1969. At birth, she was diagnosed with spina bifida, causing her to lose mobility in her legs until she was completely paralysed at seven years old. Her parents never let her disability hold her back and encouraged her to face the world head on. Tani has spent her entire life fighting for herself and other people. Tani was always racing over curbs and down streets in her wheelchair when she was young. She would watch the London Marathon on television and know that one day she would win that race, even though wheelchair racers weren't allowed to enter the London Marathon at that time. Thankfully, that rule was changed in 1983. In 1984, Tani began competing in the Junior National Wheelchair Games 
and by 17 she was a member of the British Wheelchair Racing Squad. In 1988, Tani won her first Paralympic medal at the Seoul Paralympics, placing third in the 400m race. Four years later, she won a gold medal at the 1992 London Wheelchair Marathon. That same year, she won four gold medals and won silver at the 1992 Barcelona Paralympics. But it was just the beginning. Tani also won gold medals during the 1996 Atlanta Paralympics and the 2000 Sydney Paralympics and the 2004 Athens Paralympics. In 2002, she became the first woman across the line at the London Wheelchair Marathon for a record-breaking sixth time. In 1999, Tani married Paralympian Ian Thompson. It didn't distract her from racing for long. They honeymooned in Sempach, Switzerland, because it was an excellent training location. Tani retired from racing in 2007. Today, she fights to create a more inclusive world by working in the British Parliament. In 2010, she became a peer in the House of Lords. Her main concerns are welfare reform, inclusivity in sports, and securing equal rights for people with disabilities. Anjali Bhagwat, Moxman. Anjali Ramakantha Vedpatak Bhagwat was born in 1969 in Mumbai, India. When it came time for Anjali to go to university, she didn't want to train for a normal desk job. Instead, she joined the National Cadet Corps at Curti College so she could become one of the greatest rifle shooters in India. Shooting was traditionally a man's sport, but with her incredible skill, Anjali would change her nation's perception of women in rifle shooting. At the NCC, shooting coach Sanjay Chakravarti noticed her talent and began to train her. Shooting requires immense physical and mental discipline. Anjali had strong muscles that allowed her to keep perfect posture while holding her six kilogram gun for hours at a time. Anjali learned to be aware of every variable on the range and to keep her attention focused on the balance of her weapon, the speed of the wind, and her own mental state, so she could hit the target perfectly. In 2002, Anjali made history at two international competitions, the Commonwealth Games and at the International Shooting Sport Federation Championships. She had already won several gold medals at the 1999 and 2001 Commonwealth Shooting Championships, but she became the world's number one shooter at the 2002 Commonwealth Games. She took home five gold medals in the 10-metre and 50-metre single and team events. Anjali also became the first person from India to win the ISSF Champion of Champions Combined Air Rifle event. 
In 2003, Anjali scored a near-perfect 399 out of 400 in a 10-metre event, becoming the first Indian woman to win a gold medal at the ISSF World Cup. She was also awarded the Rajiv Gandhi Kel Ratna Award, India's highest sporting honour. She had cemented her legacy as one of the greatest rifle shooters in history. Anjali continues to train and has inspired more girls in India to take up shooting sports. India's women are now known as fierce competitors on the shooting range. sports broadcaster and amateur jockey. Claire Balding was born in Hampshire, UK in 1971. Her family were no strangers to horse racing. Her father, uncle and grandmother were all accomplished jockeys and horse trainers and Claire and her younger brother Andrew followed in that family tradition. Their first pony, Valkyrie, was a gift from the Queen who owned horses trained by their father. Claire and Andrew practised falling off their horses on purpose, so they would never be afraid of falling. From 1988 to 1993, Claire was a leading amateur flat jockey. But in 1994, she began reporting horse races instead of riding in them. She would go on to become one of the UK's most renowned sports broadcasters. In 1994, Claire started working with the BBC National Radio as a trainee, and within a year she was on TV covering the highlights of Royal Ascot. By 1998, she was the lead presenter for all horse racing on the BBC. She then went on to become a leader in sport broadcasting for all different kinds of sports. During her career, she has reported on six Olympic Games and four Paralympic Games for the BBC and other broadcasters. Along with presenting many other important sporting events, such as Wimbledon, she also has her own show on BT Sport called The Claire Balding Show and a long-running radio programme called Ramblings. Along with her success, there have been challenges. In 2009, Claire was diagnosed with cancer, but she fought back. She had her thyroid removed and was back covering the Epsom Derby that same year. Being in the public eye hasn't always been easy for Claire either. The press has mocked her clothing for not being ladylike and has made fun of her sexuality. But Claire always stands up for herself and others and continues to do award-winning work. She has become a role model for girls everywhere and continues to be one of the most familiar faces of sports coverage on British television. Women in Sport, 50 Fearless Athletes Who Played to Win Written by Rachel Ignatowski 